this is gonna be gross. Oh no, the gel pack has been infected. Nasty. Mucus left behind. I just wanna be dead. Welcome to This Place in Space, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. I'm Angelina. And I'm Sam. And we're recapping the series as we watch each episode for the first time. We don't know what happens to the characters or whether the crew even gets home, but we're definitely along for the ride. And today we're talking about the episode titled Macrocosm, Season 3, Episode 12. It was written by Brandon Braga and directed by Alexander Singer. It first aired December 11th, 1996 to 4.9 million homes. IMDb says this is the one where after returning from a first contact mission, Janeway, Neelix, and the Doctor must retake Voyager from an infestation of microorganisms that grow to an alarming size. I say this is the one where Captain Catherine Janeway does her best Sigourney Weaver impersonation. And this is a very action-heavy episode, so I say we just jump right into it. Yes. Jump right into the action. And it starts off on a shuttlecraft where Janeway and Neelix are parting with uh, the representative of a race called the Tac-Tac. Yeah. And um, the episode tries to get our attention right away by showing the uh, Neelix and then the Tac-Tac person in this weird... Um, like weird gestures. Yeah, like I was almost gestures. like imperative dance. Imperf- interpretive dance. Yeah, interpretive dance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is like that. Um, but that's how this the tac tac communicator. That's part of the way that they communicate. Yeah. When they're also um um, you know, speaking and um, communicating verbally. Yeah. So, uh, Janeway and Neelix, I guess, have been on like this diplomatic mission with the tac tac. And um, they're parting now, and <laughs> Neelix has to apologize for basically for whatever foul up Janeway did. You see Janeway in the in the background, kind of looking a little bit ashamed, even. Yeah. So she can't I, be a part of it. Yeah, exactly, because she can't be trusted <laughs> to do whatever it is that needs to be done to talk to these tac tac. They're very like it seems like they're very persnickety and yeah. and. Um, they're more than that by the end of the episode. I'd say they're they're far they're they're worse than just uh, particular, but they are that. So I think it's funny that they that they acknowledge Janeway is not a diplomat. <laughs> That's She's not, not good with the diplomacy. No, no. Neelix is better than she is with the diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they they even get into that in the next scene here. So uh, then we're in the shuttercraft on their way back to the Voyager, and Janeway complains about the tech tech. Um, apparently she had like gotten just by putting her. Well, if you know that it's a gesture heavy like race, I wouldn't touch anything. My mm-hmm. nose, I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. But she put her hands on her hips, and that was that was it for. Her. Yeah, <laughs> it would be hard because we do just gesture automatically. But yeah, like you say, she's also got to be a little more responsible. Yeah. Um, and so she's so impressed with Neelix that she thinks that he could be an ambassador, and he likes the sound of that. Um, so they reach where they're supposed to, and then they reach where they're supposed to make their coordinates to meet up with Voyager, but Janeway can't find them. They're not there. 
Um, and after they scan, they see that Voyage is over a light year away from where they were supposed to meet. And Janeway fears that they're in trouble. When they arrive at Voyager a bit later, no one responds in their to their hails. The ship is adrift, but doesn't look like it's been attacked. But they also can't find life sign readings due to bioelectrical interference. Janeway tells Neelix to grab a phaser. They're going to go to the bottom, get to the bottom of this. And I will say, I'm always super impressed with Voyager's horror. Like, they are so good at suspense, and they're so good at horror. And so, um, this is a horror um, episode, and whenever they do horror, they do horror very, very well, I think. What would be another example of horror? Because I was thinking about this, too. Anything was, with the Vidians? Yeah, the Vidians are horror, but there was the one that was all horror. It was um when they met when they met the um caretaker's wife. Yeah. And she was the girl and they were up on the she threw them up on the ceiling and the blood dripped down. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I I think this is the most horror um adjacent episode <laughs> that they've done. So far, too, just like it's like almost it was like their intent, yeah, was to make a uh, a mini horror film, yeah. And I even say like a B movie, like, yeah, 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 that's what it feels like. We'll talk more about that too as the episode goes along, but definitely, yeah. um, that's that's the start of it. Is like they can't even figure out where Voyager is, yeah. and then once they find it, it's like they're not they're not talking to them, yeah. So we're on Voyager now, and we're in the uh, one of the corridors. And Janeway and Neelix search the ship, but there's no sign of the crew. And Janeway accesses the internal sensor on the Voyager to get a better idea of where people are and how they are, like what their condition is. But that system is offline. Uh, she can tell there's been a gel pack problem. These gel packs, they seem like they're more trouble than they they're seem, worth. Yeah, much more trouble than they're worth. Because when there's a biological problem, it affects the ship too. <laughs> and there's so, always a biological problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they come across some maintenance work that seems to have been suddenly stopped. It's like an open panel on the wall and whoever was working on it just suddenly left and left all the the parts out and everything. And, um, then they detect a comm signal in Ensign Wildman's quarters and they go in there, but Ensign Wildman's not there either. They do hear Neelix's voice on a little laptop. But it's because apparently Wildman had been watching the Good Morning Voyager program, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm glad they brought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad they brought that back. Neelix is still doing that. I was wondering about that mm-hmm. uh, when he's not when he's not serving holograms in the holodeck yeah. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> he's also still hosting his own morning show. Um, so now though, it's just it's just on repeat uh, on her laptop. I'm glad like it's set to repeat and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't do like YouTube does now, and just, just go off. you wake up watching some very bizarre video, You're even like, though you <laughs> fell asleep five hours earlier watching <laughs> something you actually were interested in. And um, there's no sign of Baby Wildman either. Uh, Ensign Wildman replicated food eleven hours ago. Janeway can tell that. And then they hear something pass by outside, like a buzzing noise, I think. Mm-hmm. And they see it like this flying creature, so they chase it. And it's what? Is, what would you say it looked like? They look like um, they like bulbous in some places, yeah. but they had like, like weird, a giant, like a mosquito antenna, not antenna, but like weird, like a uh, snout kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, like a poker on the end. 
but yeah. it also had like a fat butt. <laughs> and so um that uh, the the fat butt poker leads them to a transporter room and they follow it there to see that it punched right through the transporter pad to get into the uh, Jeffrey's tubes. And then in the hole it left behind there's some some mucus, some nasty mucus left behind. And then the lights go off and Janeway sees on a computer display that systems are starting to shut down. So time is now of the essence. They're going to lose Voyager altogether if they don't get this figured out. And uh, they need to get to the bridge. So they get on a turbo lift and the ship is heating up. And then they find uh, Neelix, um, find out like some interesting things about them. So apparently uh, Janeway did not grow up in the Northeast, which her accent would uh, yeah, make you assume. Yeah, we would think. Uh, she grew up in Indiana, which I guess I don't really know if it, Indiana has an accent. That to me, though, it, it puts her more in the Kirk category. He was from Iowa. Yeah, it's like more She's the Midwest. From, yeah, Midwesty. Yeah. So and then when I think that like when people are growing up in the Midwest, they they get kind of uh, mischievous, I guess, because the idea that there's like to nothing do. to do, sort of. So it's to all speak. flatland. Yeah. Apologies to our Midwest listeners, but that's <laughs> that's the that's the stereotype, and I'm sure there's plenty to do in in Indiana and Iowa. Um, but Neelix also grew up in a hot climate. Um, and then the turbo lift stops and Janeway detects a life form in the turbo shaft. It's buzzing like bees and she can't get the control panel to open the door. But another of those big bubs pops up and shoots Neelix with goo. And you're like, oh, yeah, God. like big, like some of that mucus that they saw earlier. It's like yeah. all over the front of him. Yeah. Um, Janeway fires back, but it gets away and they have to escape through the top of the transporter and climb and crawl through the shaft. And then in that shaft, Janeway's tricorder identifies the goo as that same mucus that was in the transporter room. Uh, she gets a reading on life signs several decks up above. So that's where they've got to get to. Maybe the crew is hiding um, from the flying bugs. And Janeway needs to get the main computer online to get a better fix on the crew's location. So they keep on crawling through that turbo shaft. Now, is this where she takes off everything and she only has her, like, hot tank top? Not yet. She yeah. she has to lose Neelix first before she, she strips down. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> okay, so we're in the turbo shaft. And as they continue on, Neelix complains of dizziness. And Janeway sees he has a fever. Uh, he tries to uh, accompany her for the remaining three decks, but he can't make it. So Janeway keeps climbing by herself. Down below, we see Neelix as he seems to spot one of the bugs approaching him, and he calls for help, and Janeway rushes down to him, but as we see her climb, we hear him scream, and she finds out he's gone, leaving only a puddle and a trail of goo, and Janeway is now by her. Yeah, and that was And they're like, we need to get rid of Neelix as quickly as possible, yeah. so that Janeway could be a badass Terminator. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Connor all by herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was another good scene, though, the way it was shot, the way it was presented. It was very horror. Yeah, Neelix is like, he's looking down a shaft, but we can't see what he sees yeah and then we even see the attack from the creature's point of view yeah. which i think is like very b movie yeah you know camera zooms in on neelix and then he screams and, and it yeah. goes back to like body horror like the vidians mm -hmm. like this is a really good body horror. yeah yeah in engineering uh, janeway uh is there um, here's the scene that, that oh. Angelina was just talking about. <laughs> this is the scene that got it approved by UPN. Yeah, they're like, we need to sex it up. Exactly. Like, sex Janeway up that is Janeway. too many clothes. Mm -hmm. So, um. And I will say her arms are fantastic. She's got, like, great arms. She's, uh, I guess you'd say lithe. 
She's uh yeah. Everything on her is long and and slim. Yeah, I think. but she's got muscles. She doesn't look that way out of her uniform though. No, she looks. Like, everyone looks kind of weird out of their uniform sometimes. Like um, Riker, Riker's uniform and in, in TNG, uh, it makes him look bulky. Mm-hmm. But then when you see him and he's not, he's really slimmed down. And Janeway's is kind of the same way. Jordy looks bulky too, but then you see him sometimes. He looks. He's actually kind of a tiny guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Janeway is uh, she, she's like like a swimmer's form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. It was, it was it's this it's the shape I would aspire to um, <laughs> if I wasn't lazy. <laughs> so she's got her phaser ready to shoot the whole time because engineering's like this big space, of course. And but once she's satisfied that the room is free of bugs, she gets to some kind of a tactical case. That she knew was there, I guess. And that's where she yeah. trades out her uniform uh. for a backpack of supplies. And she grabs a phaser rifle now. <laughs> not just her little tiny phaser. She's got to have the big gun yeah. to go with her uh, her guns. Yeah, her big guns. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I put in the notes here. She is bearing arms in bare arms. <laughs> yeah, she does. Like, she's got, like, it's like a bazooka. Like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And she's, like, ready to do some damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that's where this gets into... Not only like a horror movie, but also action movie, yeah, and also like an action B movie, um, and then she she heads out on her way. She and she gets to the bridge. Yeah, she is John McClane and Die Hard. Yeah, and she is a Ripley and Alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all rolled into mm-hmm. one. <laughs> she gets to shine here. The best captain of all. <laughs> I think it's another one of those, um, another Kirk comparison too. Yeah, something that. That they would they would have him doing, you know, just getting yeah. down and dirty and going and chasing after some monster, or yeah, he, he even fist fought them famously. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so on the bridge, uh, she's working hard on a control panel to send out a distress call. Um, and then we get again the point of view of one of the bugs, mm-hmm. and it comes up on her and stings her. She feels it, but doesn't know the source, and she tries to treat it with the blue light, but it isn't working. She finishes sending out the distress signal, and then leaves the bridge, and finally makes her way to the mess hall. And here we see dozens of the members of the crew. They're unconscious, and some are displaying these gross legion oh, yeah. uh, lesions on their their face and on their neck. Uh, Harry Kim is one of those that that has all that. She finds Chakotay laid out on the ground. Uh, this is a good shipping moment because then you're like, she's like, oh, Chakotay! Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, Janeway does have feelings for Chakotay, exactly. just like Chakotay has feelings for Janeway. Because she sees everyone. She checks on Harry Kim. Oh, but... And then she goes down by Chakotay's side and picks him up. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a great Yeah, moment. he's unconscious yeah. and... Um, He's got a wound on his neck, and a tiny bug flies out of it, and that's where uh, the shipping would end, as far as I was concerned. Well, this is okay. So, um, I used to see, um, I used to watch this uh, reality television show where it's called like uh, Stories of the Emergency Room. Oh yeah, I know. And, what you're talking about. Um, it's like yeah, crazy stories of the ER or whatever. And someone this is gonna be gross. had come from like some country that was like, or like they had visited like the Amazon rainforest or something. Yeah. And, like, they walked, and, like, I guess some a bug, like, fell on them and, like, burrowed into their neck without them realizing it. And then they had, like, this weird lump, and then, you know, they it, react to it. And so, like, then, like, you see the doctor trying to, like, pulling out, like, this horrific, like, worm oh, from the neck. And you're, like, and I'm, like, I just want to be dead. Like, I wouldn't, like, if... I want to be dead just hearing that story right now. <laughs> 
It's like it's like the worst thing ever. Like oh, oh yeah, you know. it was like living in you. Like, yeah. Oh no no God, no, no. No. no 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 no. And that's what this reminded me. Like this is true body horror. Yeah. Because like oh, I just can't imagine having like gross growth on your neck and then. The thing that is the growth is like this horrific, like insect. You're like, no, yeah, I don't want to be alive after that. Well, like I told you too, later on, it happens with Paris and Torres. I and, know. and I told you, like, I, if that was you end. and me, like, yeah, or like, I, I might still love you, but I would always <laughs> think of that every time I saw you, every time I looked in your face, you I like, my neck, you yeah, like, yeah, bug got here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was foul. That was foul. But good job, Voyager, of making it truly creepy and gross yeah yeah exactly. then there's a bigger bug flies into the room and it sneaks up on janeway and she hears it because they buzz pretty loud and she turns to shoot it but it knocks her across a table and that ends up injuring her she's able to fire at it and it explodes yeah and it's a really cool action mm-hmm. moment it's yeah like, again this she is ripley from alien and the effect is cool right because it like it explodes yeah. and then goo all over the place yeah yeah so it's not just like a cloud of dust it's like all this grossness that's inside of it like just splatters on the ground whenever they kill it yeah yeah um then she hobbles out of the mess hall and she forces open the door to sick bay. And the doctor appears at the door and holds a phaser to her head, fearing she was one of the alien bugs. Um, but he gets her inside to treat the wounds she has suffered in the mess hall before the aliens consent she's in there. He's like, we got to hurry because they're going to know that you're in here. Yeah, they can, they um, can follow her. Yeah, they, he explains that these bugs aren't actually bugs. And so it's like, is it that it's not as bad as bugs? Because it is a microvirus and, or a macrovirus. And we have, we like, we get viruses and we have viruses living in us and... You know, yeah, it's like not at, like you know, seeing it in like giant up, up, like magnifying form, it, it's not as bad as having like a worm coming out, right? That's that's why I think it's also kind of a B movie thing, like old school B movie, like horror film, because those are it's, it's like it's it's interesting how they get to the monster, but by the end of it, it's just a big monster. That you have to run away from and f- figure out how to kill. Yeah. And that's like this one. like, And they're going to go into the story of how this these viruses developed into these big, fat, flying creatures that are, you know, um, debilitating everyone on the ship. But really, yeah. it's just a monster now. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's just a monster thing that, that they have to run around and... Um, try to avoid in some cases and try to kill in other cases. So then the doctor is going to tell her what happened. So then we're going to get the full story in flashback mode. And I have a question for you. Would you have preferred oh. not to have flashback to have it completely kind of unexplained or like not like, so it would only be Janeway Neelix and the doctor to right. the very end or do you think that they needed to have the flashback so like if the episode kind of started off with this next scene where they the doctor finds out that there's these sick people or whatever and he wants to go treat them brings the bug back up and then the bug morphs into the big monster and that would and then the episode would go from there kind of or like no it's just like you come into the ship because I like the eeriness like the kind of the mystery of yeah. it yeah the unsettlingness of it Maybe even not have the doctor, but it would just be Janeway trying to figure it out. So it would be like a specifically Janeway episode by herself. Do you think, like, I don't know how they could have done it, but do you think that that would have been more compelling? Or do you like the flashback? So, like, they give you all of this very cool, like, 
and then like they kind of then they go to the flashback mode you know what i mean yeah i think it would have been more unique if they did it the way that you're talking about if it's just janeway mm-hmm. yeah she loses neelix at the beginning and then um yeah has to figure it out on her own and stop them yeah yeah even if it's just something as simple as she finds the doctor's records yeah because he's, he's been offline and, and finishes his yeah. work because she's a scientist yeah. also yeah it, oh yeah! Now I'm. <laughs> you just lowered the grade for this episode. Oh, for no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, no, that would be so cool. Because then it's like she's a badass, but she's also a scientist. Because that's what she is. She does yeah. the work, and uh, I mean, not that she doesn't use her head in this episode. Yeah, she does. But yeah, I think that would have made it stand out more if it was like almost all a Janeway episode. Or they could have really done a horror movie thing with it, where she starts off not with just Neelix, but Mary Neelix, a couple of other quote unquote red shirts. Mm. Um, somebody else that we know, and then they get taken down one by one. Yeah, by the by the monsters, right? And just leaving her. So that'd be um, very much. That would be the plot to Alien. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. So, yeah. oh man, you just ruined my enjoyment of this episode. Uh, no, it's a good episode. <laughs> they do go with the flashback sequence, and the Doctor explains that just after Janeway and Neelix departed for their diplomatic mission with the Tac-Tac, Voyager received a a distress call from a race called the Garens because one of their mining colonies was suffering from some kind of a viral outbreak. Chakotay, Kess, and the Doctor video conference with one of the Garens as he explains their situation. And Chakotay says that Voyager can help and uh, the Doctor wants to beam down to the colony to see what he can do. And... Because now that he's got that projection emitter thing, yeah, I hate um, it. <laughs> and then he can't be affected by by uh, by the virus. Well, I will say, I'm still pretty sure I'm going to come down on the side of. I wish the doctor didn't have that, and he yeah. was confined to sick bay. I still think that that just makes him more unique, and it's more um, interesting for storytelling purposes. But this is like, this is a cool use of of his doctor. abilities right mm-hmm. now because yeah, he can go to dangerous places and not get sick. Um, but you can't, re- you know, reuse that same plot point over and over, you know? Yeah. Not too many plans where they're going to go to where the, that are, that are overrun with contagious diseases. So, but as it right now, if I'm weighing the, the pros and the cons of the doctor having it right now, I got to give him credit. This goes in the pros category. Uh, okay. Yeah. And all the cons for me are just things that I'm making up in my head. So yeah. we'll give you a chance on this UPN. Yeah, I will say, um, okay, so, like, you are a lone ship uh, trapped in the Delta Quadrant. You are not part, you are part of the Federation, but you don't have, the Federation is, like, 70 years away. Yeah. Or whatever, 60-something years away now. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere near a virus, because you don't know, like, what the virus is. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you, like viruses are like the one thing that like that's so unknown and the delta quadrant is so unknown and like your bio filters or your virus filters can't only do so much and so like you see a virus like you can help other people do other things but you would stay away from viruses that's that's a good point yeah like you say that it, it it's sort of like the universal translators like they should be running into more problems with completely foreign um, languages, and yeah. then yeah, with like the virus processors or you know the biofilters. Yeah, like you say, you can do your best with the information that you have. 
if it's all based on, you know, DNA and things like that, all viruses are ultimately come down to the same components. But yeah, it would miss a lot of stuff in the Delta Quadrant that they'd never encountered. That's true. Yeah. Well, in Chakotay, um, later on, when the doctor is trying to bring the virus up to Voyager, Chicote comes across like a like a germaphobe. <laughs> He's very it's like a bigger deal than anything they've ever dealt with to him. He's like, do not bring the virus up here. Do, no. do, we do not want to be contaminated. <laughs> but you're still like putting like even though the doctor is a hologram, like you're still putting your dishab at risk by helping like, Right. You just like bypass those virus ships, you know? It's just it's another one of those um um altered logs that <laughs> Today, uh, Voyager flew by an uninhabited moon, <laughs> and we took a scan, and we left instead of... We abandoned a colony of Miners. people. <laughs> this will look good when we get back to the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> and it's just like viruses you don't mess with, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and, and it's going to take three hours for Voyager to get to that mining colony, though. Yeah, and then, then okay, so we're on the bridge. So it's like three hours later, we're on the bridge. When Voyager gets to the colony, no one responds to their hails, and you're like, nope, stay away from yeah, that mine. Just keep passing. Keep going. The virus tore through them. Um, Kim can't get any readings for the planet because of the bioelectrical interference. You're like, oh no. The doctor figures the outbreak is more serious than it seemed, and he wants to rush down there. But Chakotay reminds him to be careful because his hollow emitter can be damaged and his programming would be lost. Yeah. And then they wouldn't have a doctor. You're like, why are you putting your, <laughs> right. your, your only doctor? Well, I guess Keska is also now a doctor, so she. She'll be fine. You'll, they'll be. They would be fine-ish. Uh, but I like, think she would. Yeah, I didn't. She, I mean, she. They would still struggle. I think she doesn't know nearly. As, the doctor has forgotten more than Kes knows. I'm stupid, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't actually forget anything though. But <laughs> um, in the mine shaft, the doctor inspects the mine, and the actor I think does a good job of of the doctor being in somewhat uh, in awe of. Being off the ship and down in a new place, mm-hmm. and but he's not obnoxious about it. No, it's it's uh, it's handled really. It's well. under understated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but he starts to report every detail in, in the open channel that he has with the bridge. Every single thing he sees, <laughs> and Chicote finally has to tell him, uh, "Just tell us uh, when you've made contact with the miners. <laughs> we don't need to know everything that's uh, happening." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Um, the doctor soon finds a miner, and he notices the virus creates that disgusting orifice in the yeah. in their neck, Just like, like the one Chicote that Chicote had. had. Yeah, uh, and a little bug flies out, and the doctor is amazed by this, and he believes it's a macroscopic version of the virus, um, based on like his scans and stuff. It absorbed the miner's growth hormones to make itself bigger and leave the microscopic world. And the doctor is fascinated by the evolutionary implications of this. Uh, it also is attracted to light, including him, like a bug. So mm-hmm. they kind of tries to even like go at the doctor. It's not going to get anything from him, of course. But he wants to bring that little bug up to Voyager to study it. But that's where Jacote says, like, uh, "No, no, no way! <laughs> yeah, do not bring a virus on board." The doctor uh, then sees another miner stumble to his location, pleading for help. Uh, Chicote has to make the tough choice, though, not to beam any of the sick people up and per, Star- per Starfleet uh, protocols. So the doctor, of course, he wants to help. You know, that's the way he's programmed, I guess. Um, and he's disappointed that he has to leave them behind. He promises the, the second miner that he saw that he will do his best to help him. So I felt bad for the doctor there. Yeah. But 
Like everything you say is true though. So we're in the transporter room and the doctor beams up and checks to see if the virus got beamed up as well. And yes, it has. He tells Jacote, who freaks out and tells him to purge the filters immediately. Yeah. The doctor does so and he thinks he's successful. But as he explains in the voiceover, he didn't realize the virus had already gotten into the transporter buffer. And um, this is exactly why you don't go and deal with that. Yeah. When you're a lone ship, like the Enterprise can do that because guess what? They're in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. Can you do that? You're in the Delta Quadrant. No one's there to help you. Yeah. You don't know what, I mean, a common cold on some planets might, might jack them up. Yeah. Um, and I guess like Chakotay's reaction stands out because he is always so cool. And he's like, ah. Yeah. And it yeah. turns out everyone's got their thing. And I guess this is Chakotay's thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll invite on a, a whole army of Kazon warriors. Not with but I'm not messing with, with viruses at all. No, and nor should you. Because guess what? Um, what in all the wars, the thing that killed mm-hmm. the people the most? Virus. Yeah, virus outbreaks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in sickbay, the doctor has figured out a way to stop the virus from replicating, but not how to restore infected cells to their original conditions. And meanwhile, the macro virus uh, can be handled with a fly swatter, he tells Chicote. Um, so he's, uh, he's downplaying or not downplaying. He just, he doesn't see. Well, he didn't know the, the giant. Yeah. Big, that they were going to become giant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he can have his antigen ready in 12 hours and that's just enough time for them to be able to retrieve Janeway. So she can deal with it, according to Chicote. Yeah. He's not about this virus thing. No. Uh, the doctor apologizes to Chicote about his overzealousness and wanting to help the desperate miners down below. And Chicote tells him that part of being a regular member of the crew is sometimes making tough calls like that one. And then he leaves. And he also tells him that he did a good job. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, he wasn't upset with him. And that's what Kes points out. He's like, ah, oh, Chicote would understand. Um, yeah, now that you brought up the idea that they wouldn't even necessarily have these scenes in the episode, now I'm like, yeah, that would have been an even cooler episode. <laughs> like a way cooler episode. Because this is all just very like, eh, eh, eh. like, like that scene right there. You know, we, how many times have we seen that conversation between two characters about the tough decision making and things yeah. like that? We're getting a little bit of, of, growth from the doctor or him on this new journey and oh, that's it's always nice contributing to, see, to that but it's always also always nice to see chakotay being like the, the captain. captain yeah and that's that's one of my favorite parts about the flashbacks but uh-huh. yeah to see like what kind of a, a captain he would be but overall it's like eh, this stuff is just kind of cookie cutter uh-huh all right, so now we go to the mess hall in the flashback, and oh, be still my second ship part, because uh, we get a tourism Paris scene. Yeah, and they're totally flirting. They are, teasing. it's like teasing and flirting, mm-hmm. and like, you know, that's what it feels like. It feels like, um, what, like, kind of like, not enemies, but like antagonists. Like, but like in a flirty way, so you think that they're going to get together, you know? Yeah. It's that trope, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it fits with their characters because Torres is is feisty and Paris yeah. is sort of juvenile. Yeah, yeah. it's very cute. Uh, so Torres arrives and Paris is trying to appease a bunch of hungry crew members because he stepped in to be, he like foolishly stepped in to be Neelix. I'm like, why would anyone though, go and be Neelix? Yeah, I'd go learn diplomacy real quick so I could <laughs> join Janeway before I would... Yeah. Try to work in the mess That's hall. How, yeah. Uh, well, Neelix is gone. But his pot roast overcooked because something was broken. 
Um, and, uh, so she can fix it. And then she's like, she like teases him that, no, he messed it up himself. And yeah. he's like, no, I make wonderful. I actually <laughs> happen to be a good cook. <laughs> it's just so yeah. funny and cute. Um, and, uh, also he can't replicate anything because the replicators are also not working. And then Torres goes to look into it. And then um, they get into like a playful tith, and then Tori's like, "Why well, have other things to do?" And he's like, "No, no, fix this for <laughs> yeah, me." It's, yeah. it's very fun. Um, but then uh, when Tori does look into it, she's like, "Oh no, the gel pack has been infected." And at least think this is the, they've already they already know that the gel packs can get infected, so it's like they've seen it before. Playing off that one episode where yeah, the cheese, cheese yeah. jacked up the gel pack, and now the virus is jacking up. The, I mean, it's I, like I say it's from a from a design standpoint, like if you lived in this world, it would be very annoying that your that your ship can essentially get sick. sick. Yeah. But from um like a narrative standpoint, especially because you, this is what the fourth Star Trek series at this point, how many times can, you know, the warp core get damaged yeah. or, you know, the the um sensor array malfunction or whatever you know what i mean like this this is this is newer stuff that that now they can play off of stuff like this if you get a virus on the ship the ship itself is screwed yeah Yeah. well and i always like it because they had brought in the whole viral neural circuitry Mm -hmm. and we made fun of it it's like who cares but it's like it plays so many pivotal parts right yeah i still don't know what the um what the benefit of it is compared to a, a traditional ship or a traditional circuitry, but but, I, but as a TV show watcher, I, I, I like all the downsides. Yeah, all the downsides is so good. Um, and so she's like, she radios the doctor um, about it, um, and then it explodes, and the mucus nastiness snot gets all over her hand, and then like it was gross because, but then like Paris like touches her hand like for a moment, like oh, the and that made you wow. Your shipping knows no bounds. It's. <laughs> I got I got bugs flying out of people's necks, snot all over Torres's hand, and you're like, oh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> I, I was, this whole episode is gross to me. <laughs> in the present time now, in sick bay, the doctor notes that um, that was the only infected gel pack, fortunately, and so the ship is healthy, but the crew isn't. He detects the effects of the virus in Janeway, so he's going to use the antigen he developed, uh, even though he hasn't really tested it on anyone yet. And Janeway is um, an adventurous person, so she's down to be his guinea pig. She's not afraid. She asks why the crew were all gathered in the mess hall um, when she found them, and And in in the the cargo cargo bays also. And the doctor believes the virus compelled them to assemble like that. And Janeway wants him to continue his story. No, I think it takes takes them over there, because it like it wants, like the virus itself moves them. Oh really? Oh, I thought he was saying like they. No, because all... that's the way. That's how Neelix no. got taken. Oh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because. Yeah. Oh okay. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I know like in, in the mess hall. But I guess the mess hall was full already when Torres yeah. and Ken, or and uh, Paris started to get. And they sick. locked. They locked them down. When they figured out what was happening. But it was a so, lot of people in there. Yeah. But I guess... Oh, okay. So the virus picks them up and um, takes them? Yeah, that's what happened to Neelix, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. I am the slow one of the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... um, 
Okay, so Janeway wants wants more of the story, which uh, Angelina is the good one to tell it. Yeah. So then we're <laughs> so then we're in the mess hall again, and the doctor is there, and he scans Torres as a bunch more crew members surround him, and he has bad news for Chakotay. They he detects the virus on the ship, and he lets Chakotay know immediately, and you're like, "That's why you don't go help people with viruses." Exactly. And on the bridge, Chakotay tells the crew they're on lockdown now, and. Um, I imagine that five minutes later, everyone was murdering each other over <laughs> toilet paper. I don't know why I think that. I just think that. There's no, I have no real world evidence for that to have been the case. Tuvok seals the area where the sick people are. Um, so then we're in the mess hall again, and the doctor collects a specimen of the virus to take it to sick bay. And there, Kes has the virus under a microscope. And she and the doctor are going to observe it grow into a macro virus. Uh, but it grows faster than they imagined. It's like a gremlin now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again is sort gremlin. of a horror yeah. movie type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they have to trap it in a little force field. Uh-huh. So we're in the mess hall and then Terrace and Paris uh, suffer and then banter um, together. And then Paris notices the microvirus fly out of Taurus's neck. And you <laughs> And you're like, and if Paris was me, I would lose all physical yeah, attack. Yeah. Like, well, the ship is dead. Yeah. I can no longer be with this person. <laughs> it's every time I saw her, like, walking around, even, I'd be like, hello, Nick. I mean, uh, Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> hello, bug coming out yeah. of Nick. <laughs> hello, bug Lana. I mean, Belana. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then Paris tells the doctor. Yeah, he tells the doctor. Too. Yeah. What so, happened? He's like, oh, no. But the doctor is ready to try his antigen on the earlier macrovirus that that he and Kes trapped. It's now the size of, I would say, a large bird, basically. Mm. And as soon as Kes lowers the force field so they can administer the antigen, the macrovirus attacks the doctor. Uh, He zaps it with the antigen, though, and then it just goes down like like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, so we're in the mess hall, and the doctor is trying to inoculate all the sickies in the mess hall, but the macroviruses are swarming, and they attack him. And they're trying to penetrate the doctor, but he can't. So they're stabbing him with their stingers. Um, but his hollow emitter is in jeopardy. So he hides under to the table and warns the bridge yeah. that he can't get to them. I mean, I guess that's the only reason why he was really hiding, right? I didn't see that specifically, yeah. but they were they were kept jabbing at him so they could. Yeah, but he and he wasn't worried about himself. He was worried about his the emitter. The yeah. emitter, yeah. All right. And then in sickbay, uh, back in the present... Uh, the doctor explains to Janeway that more macroviruses infiltrated the ship and eventually the whole crew succumbed to them. Uh, since then, he's been trying to reach the crew to vaccinate them, but he keeps getting attacked. Uh, he doesn't know how many macroviruses there are. It could be dozens. It could be hundreds. And then just then, we hear the, the telltale buzzing uh, outside the door. It gets Janeway's attention and she figures out the viruses are on the other side of the sick bay doors. The doctor scans Janeway and finds that his antigen has indeed worked in curing her. So they've got a tool, a weapon at their disposal now. Uh, they need to get to the rest of the crew with the antigen. Uh, he wants to get the vaccine spread through environmental controls, but they're offline and he's a doctor and not an engineer. <laughs> Janeway can get it done if they can get to the environmental control on deck 12 and then... Um, Maybe they can use the tricorder to emit something that will confuse the viruses and make uh, make Janeway and the doctor harder to track. Yeah. And we're in the Jeffries tubes and they are going to split up to increase their chances of getting to deck 12. And Janeway has to help the doctor with directions around. So, and it's really funny because like, uh, 
she tell like it, it's like all like you wouldn't remember it based upon like the convoluted right. way she explains it. But, but he, he does. Is, he's a, he's like a, a computer. Yeah, so yeah. He's like, oh, and then he remembers. Like, but it's still it's always funny to me that as a computer, he still has to, or or often gets information verbally from people or yeah. by reading something. <laughs> like he'll yeah. read a screen. It's and like I'm surprised that the doctor, even if he is just. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. Why would you? Why would you bother to give the doctor direction, program sh- directions of the ship into the doctor? Yeah. But maybe. But I'm still surprised that you know he doesn't have that information already maybe. in there, and they have to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't get around to the doctor much. Uh-uh. Historians could have just uploaded the ship's specs into the doctor or the yeah, diagram for the ship. It. Yeah, but they don't care about it. Uh, well, like, before, we don't even know why your emitter works, but it does, so yeah. we'll let you use it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, eh, but before that, he was stuck in holo- the holodeck, or the holodeck, or the sick bay. Sick bay, yeah. Um, so they split up, and she opens the door to another two, where she finds another flying virus, and then she, of course, blasts it with her giant, awesome bazooka. <laughs> uh, and her arms holding the bazooka. No. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have strong arms when you're holding that giant bazooka to kill big bugs. Um, the doctor communicates with her because the viruses are overwhelmed her, him, so he's stuck in the shuttlecraft now. Yeah, he's hiding in a shuttlecraft. So he's like, you're, you're, it's you're, like, like you got, I got, it's, I got, I got taken down immediately. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it does. That kind of reminds me of a horror movie too, where you're out in the woods and then you have to go like hide in your car or something. Yeah. So Janeway's on her own. She's got to get to the environmental control all by herself. And she gets there and she gets the controls online. And then the doctor starts to walk her through the vaccine dissemination process. But then the ship comes under attack, like externally. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, the doctor's in a shuttlecraft and he can use it to hail the captain of the attacking ship. And um, the doctor sends her an image of the attacking ship on the monitor that she's got there in on in the environmental control room, and she sees it's the Tac Tac. Mm-hmm. So she talks to the Tac Tac captain, who's the same guy from before, right? Yeah, yeah. The, from the beginning of the episode, and he says he purified the Garen mining colony, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, yeah, they're sort of obnoxious, stuffy, annoying people, or at least mm-hmm. this guy is. But uh, he also, by purified, he means he killed all those people, right? Yeah, but they were already going to be dead anyways, and there was no cure for the virus. Except the doctor has one now. (laughs) Well, the doctor has one now, but they weren't expecting Voyager. But why did they kill them all? Because you can't let the virus continue. We don't do that. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't. But should we? No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) That was a joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um... That'll be a discussion for another day. Yeah. Uh, I just want to remind everyone that I was pro Tuvix. <laughs> Angelina was team Neelix and Tuvok. Yes. So, proudly. Uh, yeah. uh, proudly so. Anyway, um, the Tech Tech guy also says that he got Janeway's distress call that she sent out earlier. So he knows Voyager is in- infected, so it's going to be, be purified, purified too. Yeah. Which, again, so this that's definitely overly uh, punitive almost, right? To destroy no, because, because he, he can make it to where they can't get off the ship. Yeah. He what if someone stumbles upon it? Like, you know, again, like, I don't know. Well, then he can warn them, don't get on that ship. Yeah. I mean, it's still a tough call. You're still letting them die versus killing them, them, but you're buying them time. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, like, this is a perfect example of it. Like, he shows up and he's going to purify them. He doesn't even know that the doctor's on the ship and he has a virus. Right. So that's why I'm like, these Tac-Tac are cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, again, sometimes you got to do it. You got to stop the Yeah, virus. but I don't think this is one of those times. <laughs> so Janeway stops him and tells him that they have a cure and she can share it with him. So please don't destroy them before she uh, saves her crew. He says she has one hour. Janeway tells the doctor that the stupid tac tac knocked out the environmental controls that she had just gotten online. So she can only access a few systems, including the holodecks. And then she gets an idea, though. The holodecks are actually going to come in handy for once. Uh, Since she only, um, or since it's only her and the doctor available um, for the viruses to be feeding on right now, she needs to give them something else to sink their teeth into. And so then we cut to bare chests and bathing suits in where holodeck cabana, yeah. and I was like wondering how they're gonna work that into yeah. this because they so so far they've done it every single episode. They're like, we need to sex it up, yeah. let's sex it up, and with so they the, sex <laughs> with the with the poolside um, drinks and yeah. the little resort that they that they've built now. Yeah, yeah, with, so- with everyone in bathing suits, getting massaged. And this is pretty cool. So like they, so that way they, the the uh, the virus thinks that it has a whole new group to feast on. But it's the holodeck people, and it, it's very beam. This is very very yeah. much beam movie. It reminds yeah. me of like the blob, like coming into yeah. the movie theater, or you know where it, it goes to some place where there's a bunch of unsuspecting people and ruins their day and takes out a bunch of them. That's what happens here. And it's funny because like uh, Janeway had programmed the um, holograms to. Uh, respond to the viruses so they're all laying down as if they just got attacked by uh like what if a if a virus attacks them and they lay down like yeah they, so the virus won't catch on that like that, that these are fake i guess or um, that, that they're not responding anyway yeah so now the doctor has a clear so all of the macroviruses are going to like the fresh meat in the holodeck <laughs> Um, and so the doctor has a clear path to help the crew in the mess hall and the cargo bays. Meanwhile, she's built an antigen bomb and is off to the holodeck to tell the microviruses, hasta la vista, baby. And that's what it is, because like, it's like a, it's like a, what is it? A tur- it's totally like a grenade almost. Grenade, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a grenade. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's why I say, I mean, she did use her head in this episode, too, to fashion that bomb. Yeah. You know? But. It's pretty cool how they end up doing the bomb because she's in the corridor and then she gets ambushed by a micro or a macro virus in the corridor just as she's about to toss the bomb into the holodeck. So now the bomb is like sitting there getting ready to blow up on her. Uh, she gets into a little fight with the uh, with the macro virus, but we see the timer on the bomb ticking down as uh, she manages to get a hold of it and chuck the bomb into the holodeck just in the nick of time. It explodes and we see, like, it was, like, I think a green gas kind of coming out of the holodeck, right? Yeah. Like, from the explosion. So that was pretty cool. Because uh, that's where all the viruses were at that point. Or a lot of them, anyway. Yes. Um, and the doctor tells her that, yes, indeed, the macroviruses have been destroyed. I guess it's been an hour, so she video conferenced with the Tac Tac captain, and he says he's impressed with Janeway, and he won't need to purify her ship, and he wishes her good health. And it's like she's a terrible ambassador, but like her efficiency <laughs> is what saved the day. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, they, she always wins people over because of her intelligence. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and and like her resolve, I think. Yeah, yeah determination. 
So then we're in her office and we see her drinking tea and painting. We don't really see what she's painting, though. So it's like we've seen her playing tennis. We see her painting. And it's like, I guess that one... Oh, the the other one that has, like, uh, body horror and, like, a really good horror was uh, the one with the um, alien where he, he uh, gives them visions. Yeah. Was um, that the one called Persistence of Vision? And then I was thinking of Twisted. Of yeah, Persistence yeah, of Vision. Earlier. And uh, so since then, we haven't seen her in her Jane Eyre holodeck, and I think that put her off. And so we, so now she's just doing, like, random hobbies. It's like the writers just have a wheel, and, like, what will Janeway's hobby be this week? <laughs> and, like, spin yeah. the wheel. Oh, she paints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll come down on something. It's like I was talking about last week. We're, we're still in season three. Yeah. So we compare season three with season three of the other Star Treks. Like, they were still finding their footing somewhat, you know? And the characters weren't written in stone or totally solid. Yeah. So, um, so they would come up with something for Janeway, I'm assuming. But in the meantime, it's painting right now and drinking tea. Um, Chicote comes in with a report about all the craziness that happened. Um, Janeway tells him she wants to give the crew more R and R after what just happened, and so she gets Chicote, you know, on that task. And then he invites her to go holodeck skiing, but she's had enough of a workout, so um, she declines. He looks a little disappointed, of course. Yeah. I think that was just to mess with people like you, yeah. You know, to put a little, a little bit of like, distance oh. between them. Yeah, I'm like, ah, stop fucking around, Voyager. No, I'm yeah, but that's what they're gonna do. It's gonna be like, will they? Won't they? Uh, I yeah. think. Um, they're they're gonna be their new. Uh, Molder and Scully, I guess, or Moonlighting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he leaves, and then she continues painting, and the whole time there's been, like, this sort of peppy jazz music. Yeah. And it was, like, a really nice touch that, that, that as soon as I saw this, I was like, yeah, this was, this was a little, like, sort of tongue-in-cheek, cheesy B-horror movie. Oh, yeah. Because that's what we see is the ship flies away. We've just seen all this terrible stuff and heard about these mining colonies getting purified, quote unquote. Like we, the, the last thing we see is Voyager fly away and this strange jazz music is playing as though that was like the tone, you know, uh, yeah. like that's the tone they wanted to leave us with. It was like crazy, huh? So that I was, I was like, nice touch. Nice mm, touch. Yeah. Yeah. It could have just done the regular, Voyager, like, orchestral music, or they could have even, you know, if they wanted to leave you with, like, wasn't this terrible, they could have given you a little spooky music at the end. But it's, like, very kind of irreverent way to end it. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode? You know, I really liked it. I guess I really liked, though, I I do think, again, Voyager does horror very, very well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting a whole episode where it is horror, but it's also like cheesy action from the 90s slash B, like the B, like monster, monster movies. Yeah. It it was like, I really liked it. It was like a good, like little balance. And then like, again, like the only two real character scenes we have were my two favorite. It was the two ships, like Janeway Chicote and Blanc Torres and Tom Paris, you know? Um, and I like that they, they're keeping it consistent where, uh, Janeway is like a terrible ambassador and she's really bad with diplomacy. So <laughs> I, I thought that, that was, really was going to be one of those things that only we noticed or only the viewers mm-hmm. noticed, but yeah, they're definitely pushing it. Yeah. Like giving nods to that. 
Yeah, so, um, and it was really enjoyable. It was really fun watching her run around with her little skimpy tank top, with her cool <laughs> arms, with her bazooka being like, um, <laughs> Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I would say I'm actually give it like an A minus and 92%. An A minus. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did too. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. If you told me what the episode was about, and you told me, like, if you described it the way we just described it, and you guys haven't, and if you haven't seen the episode, you might think it sounds really stupid. But it's just little touches like that. And once you once you get in that frame of mind of like, this is a cheesy action slash horror um, episode. You know, intentionally cheesy. I think. Yeah. Then, then it's a lot more enjoyable. You know, everything doesn't have to be so serious and gloomy on this show. Right. And you're right. Voyager does do horror well. I wonder if the writers are in that frame of mind because of the overall concept for the show. It's like you're yeah, in a strange you're place. By yourself. Yeah. So no one's gonna save you gonna except scary. for yourself. Mm-hmm. So. um yeah, there was. I do like your idea for the episode better. Oh. I wish it. I wish it had been that now. Oh. But I don't. Know, I mean, I don't know if you want to take credit for that idea, but um, but yeah, just I like I like that uh, that scenario too. But this was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it did make me think of, um, like it would have been a perfect episode for Halloween. It didn't. It didn't air during Halloween. I think it aired in. December of that year, I said, right? That's so interesting, yeah. Yeah, but it would have been, I think, a really good Halloween episode if they were interested in doing that. Yeah. And it made me think about, like, how fun it might be to, for Halloween one year, do, like, a Star Trek-themed Halloween Ooh, that covered of, all, all the, the series. Star, yeah, and which horror mm-hmm. one did you like? Like, because you series? named off a bunch of good ones from Voyager that you could use. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't sit there all day. I mean, I... Y'all do whatever you want to, but <laughs> I wouldn't sit there all day. Maybe three, four hours worth of episodes, you know, while people are trick or treating and stuff and coming yeah. to your door. And I would definitely throw this one on there. Yeah. But you could get into the ones that are more like psychological horror, like yeah. the um the episode with Beverly, Beverly Crusher, Crusher, where yeah. every, people just keep disappearing. The ones Which that are kind like of my, Twilight Zone, yeah. And like no, like I was like, oh, people don't believe her. Like these people are missing. Like it's like my yeah, worst nightmare. right. Yeah. Like a paranoia type thing. Yeah. So there's there'd be some good episodes like that 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 you could use too. So I don't know. Yeah, email us at uh, displacedinspacepodcast at gmail dot com if you could think of some good. Horror movie because maybe, maybe we'll do that next year. Yeah, yeah fun. good horror episodes. Any kind of horror, like yeah. body horror, gore, even like um, the, the an one... alien type thing, or just psychological horror. Even like the orgasm game episode mm-hmm. uh, with Riker. Yeah, it's we like, just happened uh, to watch that people. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very. It was like zombies essentially. Yeah. They were basically made into zombies through that, as you call it, the orgasm game. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So this was, but this de- this episode would definitely be on that on that list. Yeah, I think so too. Um. So I, I you gave it an A minus though. So you really liked it. I didn't like it that much. I'm going to very appropriately. I kept comparing it to a B movie. I'm going to give uh, it a B uh, okay. for the grade. Tell us what you think. Email us at displaceinspacepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at displaceinspacepodcast. All of this and more can be found on our website, displaceinspace.com.
And if you'd like to make this podcast better and stronger, the site also has links to Venmo and PayPal. Finally, if people are enjoying the podcast, what should they do, Angelina? Subscribe. What else? Leave a review wherever they're listening. And what else? Tell a friend. Okay, then. Until next time, podcast podcast out. out.